in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everybody! Hi, we're back with another episode. We are. This episode is episode fifty-six. Yeah, cool. We were doing well. Older than my you. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I was gonna say my parents, but then I realized they're actually above sixty, so they gotta wait a few episodes before the show. Yes. Before the show reaches them. So, um, <laughs> do we have some news today? Uh, yeah, we do. But um, actually, we've got a review that I wanna uh, wanna read out first. Oh, nice one. So this review comes from. I I, I think I'm gonna pr- uh, pronounce it. Uh, Josame, because that's what it looks like to me. So that's what I'm going to call it, uh, mm. whoever it is. <laughs> uh, I'm Chinese, and I love this podcast. It's really interesting to know how uh, what white girls think about China and Chinese people. Uh, I hope you girls can upload as many episodes as you can. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I've been really surprised by how many Chinese fans we have out mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. I know. I mean, it's great. If you're Chinese and you're listening, thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Because actually, when we started this podcast, it was more geared towards Westerners who are interested in coming to China mm-hmm. and were curious. But we we actually have quite a few Chinese fans out there. So a little shout out to our Chinese fans. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the review. It's great. Well, actually, our, our comment. Uh, well, a comment I've got. Um, actually also comes from, uh, Taihao, who, he lives in Australia. Mm. He sent us a nice postcard. Which is At Christmas, right? It took, it took about two months to get to us, but we got it eventually. We did, it's hanging in the office. (laughs) So, he's responding to, um, our last episode, which is episode 55, where we answered uh, Mandy's question about renting a foreigner, uh. and he gave us a really like heartfelt response uh, or comment about our episode. Um, yeah, I think the episode was quite, like, it was interesting for us to research and to talk about it, and I think it's also created a lot of interest amongst listeners, I think. So, this is what he says. So... He says, Hi, Holly and Nora. I could not agree more. Um, so if, for those of you, I guess if you want to know what he's agreeing with, you should go back and listen to episode 55. Yeah, the uh, rent a foreigner industry is one of those, like, only in China oh, yeah. things. I mean, I've it's never heard of it some, anywhere else, <laughs> but, but yeah, just so you're aware of what the topic is. It's where Chinese companies usually, companies will hire foreign people. Mm-hmm to be just because their faces are white yeah or particularly foreign. white yeah white foreigners yeah white foreigners get a higher rate um and then they just show up at these events and shake people's hands and stuff and they just give the company presence mm. and face so if you're interested in that you can listen to episode 55 yeah and there are some we we had we posted some videos on the episode 55 page so you should go and check those out they're pretty short so mm-hmm. you don't need to spend too much time but they give a really fascinating insight to this uh, to this industry. Mm-hmm. So he says, um, the Chinese, including me, have been taught since we were kids that the blonde and white Westerners are polite, rich, well-educated, 
and working in shining offices playing golf on the weekend and have a swimming pool in their backyard. <laughs> on the cro uh, contrary, the African or any person who has dark skin and curly hair is poor, ill-bred, Ill uh, works in a factory, they hide a gun under their clothes and would become a criminal someday. Wow. Hmm. Um, moreover, some Chinese parents uh, indeed have the thought that it is owning faces if their sons or daughters have friends of uh, have friends who are white foreigners or even better get married to them. Most Chinese people do not have the understanding of political correctness. Right. This unreasonable social ideology has been uh, has been shaped by ads and news. Uh, for a long time, all makeup ads and beauty parlors uh, are introduced, uh, introducing the concept of uh, so like whitening the skin, basically. Mm -hmm. But in the West, you only find a similar concept, like uh, yeah, skin illumination. I guess yeah, like making your skin look fresh, luminous. Yeah, yeah, uh, or darkening the skin. Oh a lot yeah, of, like, that as well. <laughs> our lotions yeah, have sure. tints in them and stuff to actually darken you. So That's it's true. funny. Yeah, the opposite. Um, besides, what worries me a lot now is that some movies, cartoons, and toys on the market for kids are not helping to build the, the a correct view of real life. We still connect beauty with white. Uh, for example, the news. The I think this is recent news. Yes, it is. That Chinese TV host Sa Beining married Canadian celebrity Lisa Hoffman um, has become like huge news in China. Um, and a lot of people call Mr. Sa a life winner. Oh. And who knows what this means, he says. <laughs> Sadly to say, the fact is that no matter how upset we are, right now there is no cue for changing prejudice and discrimination in China or anywhere, Australia included. The path of civilization uh, for all human beings is a is is a long, long journey. Woo woo woo. That's uh, a great comment fine. from Tsai Ho. He, he says, "P.S. So this is a little bit more." Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, "I'm trying to avoid expressing neg the negative attitude of people uh, about the future." I have another thought. Um, just like when we talk about real estate, it's always location, location, location. Uh, the cure to change this prejudice would be education, education, and education. Mm. I, I think that's really, like, heartfelt. I think it's... I, I was really moved by that, mm -hmm. his uh, comment. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to hear it from the mouth of a Chinese person. Absolutely. You know, who, I often think about how... I don't know. I don't want to... Like, strange, I guess. It would be to be a... Chinese person, so you're ethnically Chinese, your parents were born and raised in China, but then you grew up in a country like Australia mm. or the U.S., you have these ABCs, so American-born Chinese or Australian-born Chinese or whatever you would call them in the U.K. Yeah. And um, it's the upbringing between you and your parents is so starkly different. Mm -hmm. It's as if there are generations and generations inside of one <laughs> generation, you know, because it's just yeah, right. so different. There must be a massive divide. Yeah, sure. there must be. So these kids who are brought up in these Western countries, affluent Western countries, 
they must feel some kind of disparity between like they must kind of feel i imagine split in half like Mm -hmm. their chinese identity and then their western identity both of which are very very different Mm -hmm. so it's not and it's not just linguistically but just culturally and just because of i mean their parents grew up in china in let's say the 60s and 70s mm. which was so different even from the china of today so even within china i find there's a big gap between the older generation and the younger generation yeah the younger generation just can't really understand what it was like and i mean nobody could really understand what it was like in china during that era mm. and so it's even more accentuated when it's actually in another a completely different culture too it's it's really crazy i think to those those kids i it's it's, i find it so fascinating talking to people who who are especially those who maybe lived uh the first part of their lives in china but then still at a young age moved out right to the states or to the uk or to australia and then coming back to visit China and their their thoughts about China, is, it's so fascinating. Mm. Yeah, I've met people who, although they, they they just, they left to study, but they were out of China for a long time, like at least seven years, which I think is a long time to, you know, to get used to a different culture. Um, and, and But I've heard, like, mixed... Um, mixed responses, you know, like some people, it seems like they come back and they just can't, it's all like culture shock for them to come back to China mm-hmm. and it's like they've gotten so used to the Western culture, say they're in the US or the UK, but I've also come across people where they, they've still really like held on to their Chinese tradition like chinese traditions i guess it depends on how they spend their time abroad too because Mm. because there are so many chinese communities in the west if they just stick to those communities then obviously they're going to have a different experience than those who really assimilate yeah so i mean it's the same here you have people who have been living we know people who have been living here for like (laughs) 20 years and still can't speak chinese properly you know it's like you there's definitely a way to just kind of function in your own little bubble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without actually becoming part of the culture. So, so yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so um, our news uh, article today is... It's a little bit, it's a little bit strange, as, as, as always. <laughs> so... Um, so the the uh, headline is uh, Gucci warns Hong Kong shops selling paper Gucci bags to be burned for the dead to knock it off. Ah, have you, so have you heard about this? No, no, but oh. I can imagine what it is because they burn. Well, maybe you'll explain it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so it's quite common, especially around uh, Tomb Sweeping Day, which was. Uh, which was in April, and this tomb sweeping day is like a day where you um, you mourn family members who've passed away. It's like a time to be with your family and to think about the your loved ones, basically. And it's common for people to um, burn 
uh, paper objects, but these paper objects are often like, they look like money or they look like some other, um, I can't think of anything, like some luxury item. And so a lot of shops in Hong Kong have been selling paper. They look like Gucci handbags, but they're made of paper. <laughs> and they have the Gucci like uh, emblem on them. And but people are burnt, like buying them to burn them, um, and so so they send them up to the ancestors, right? As right, gifts. as gifts, because of course, like it's even in the you know afterlife, I guess potentially you still need your Gucci handbag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so basically, Gucci had sent uh, like letters to, I mean they've sent them to shops in Hong Kong, but I believe this is probably going on in China as well. Um, they asked them to stop selling these products with the Gucci logo. Um, and so the um, Gucci, I guess there was some kind of like news. Uh, the BBC got hold of this and someone from Gucci said, look, we weren't like threatening. We just want them to stop doing it. Um, because they obviously they respect the fun- this funeral tradition. Um, and they don't think that the sellers of these products are actually trying to infringe on their um, on their brand at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically Gucci in particular, I guess other brands have been doing this as well, have actually been trying to crack down on knockoffs in general in Hong Kong and China. And apparently last year... I don't know this company. Maybe, maybe you do, Nora. Mm. Um, it's called. It's a basically a parent company of Gucci, called Kering SA. I don't, don't know. know it. And they basically filed a lawsuit against Alibaba last year, basically because there are lots of fake stuff gone that have been For sold sure. on on Alibaba, and and they accused them of like turning a blind eye and pretending that it wasn't happening and <laughs> Jack Ma responded that he would rather lose the money than settle like in a court, like in a court case so oh yeah. man um but apparently this is you know this is becoming a common occurrence they yeah. just don't care at all mm-hmm. about copyright nope. like ip and you know intellectual mm-hmm. property oh, or anything not. they do not care like i remember seeing another article recently there's a shoe company mm. called Chow Den, Chow Den, okay, which is a transliteration of Jordan, Michael Jordan, right? Oh. Chow Den. All <laughs> right, okay, right. okay. So, in their logo is this guy mm-hmm. jumping into the air with a basketball oh, yeah, that looks like... nearly identical to the Nike, you know, the, that little thing that they used to put yes. on the. I don't know if they still do on the air. I forget the. Oh, I don't know those high top sneakers, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's called Chowden, it's called mm-hmm. Jordan, and it's got that image of him jumping, and it looks nearly identical. Right. And the shoes and stuff, it's like obviously <laughs> copying it. Yeah. And so they took them to court, mm-hmm. and the Chinese government just said, oh, well, because there's no face on the figure right, so who's dunking, so it could be anybody. It could be anyone. That's and Jordan <laughs> is a very common name, and I'm like, in China? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jordan, right? Okay, yeah. so so the government does not support this stuff at all. But mm. yet, the company who registered so in China, the trademarks are like first come. It's like if you get the trademark first, mm-hmm. 
in China, then you have all the rights to it. Okay. So even if you you have been selling your product internationally for decades, and mm-hmm. then you you want to enter the Chinese market, mm-hmm. if somebody else has grabbed the trademark before you, then they own all the rights. So there was some someone who registered the the word iPad. Oh really? Yeah, before Apple actually registered it oh, here in China. I didn't know that. And they won millions of dollars from Apple sales because the government so it's like hmm they won't you know like how fair is this what's happening here because obviously the international (laughs) clients are getting screwed when they come to china and then the chinese clients are winning Mm -hmm. for the same freaking thing it's crazy it's just that's that's china it's definitely not fairness is definitely a relative term (laughs) yeah i mean it's not Hello Kitty is a massive brand here in mm. China, and um, in like in the last few years, I've seen a few cafes that have popped up like in various places. But apparently, these cafes they're they're no they they have no affiliation with the actual brand. No, but the guy who there's a guy who owns who recently, the Hello yeah, Kitty yeah, trademark. Which I, yeah, which I yeah yeah who has nothing to do with the Japanese <laughs> company, but he just. It's just so stupid. Like basically, if you can, if you if you have a, any bit of insider information and you know that a major corporation is planning to move into yeah. China, you need to scoop up the trademark, and then screw them over when wow. they come, when they try to enter the market because there's nothing that you can do. The court won't. I mean, they'll just say, "Well, who got the trademark first? Okay, then it's yours." Even if you've built up all that brand wow. equity, it's just. Oh, jeez. It's not a fair playing field here, that's for sure. And it must be difficult for these, like, a brand wanting to get into China. Like, I imagine a lot of them, like Apple, for example, who'd want to settle, like, who'd want to give money to this whoever had managed to claim the copyright first, because they're not going to want to lose out on this market. Right. Like, a lot of, especially these luxury brands, I mean... Chinese people really love their luxury brands. <laughs> but this case would be thrown out anywhere else in the world, I yeah. feel like. I mean, world. Nobody would nobody would mm-hmm. grant millions of dollars for this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Because, yes. I mean, it's, it's different if it was like, okay, the guy had a company and a product called an iPad, and he was like, you know, it was really harming his business mm-hmm. or something. But, no, he just bought the trademark because he figured, oh, Apple's going to w- come in here and... Wow. I mean, come on. I bet, Ridiculous. I bet a lot of people have done similar things. Oh, yeah. Brands. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Crazy. For sure. They're a crafty bunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, let's listen to our question. So our question this week comes from Jessica from Sweden. She's We've actually heard from her before, um, but she's got another question for us. Nice. So take it away. Hey, white chicks. This is Jessica from Sweden. And I already left you a question a couple of episodes ago, but I'm back with a new question. So you've been talking a lot about what it's like to live in China today. And I want to know, back to basics, what is it like to live in China? I want to know, what do you do on weekends? What do you do after work? Basically, what would you expect your everyday China life to be like? I've lived in China myself, and... I love the shopping, I love the massages, I love hanging out with friends and just getting some beers. But what do you do? I want to know all about it. 
Thanks. Okay, cool. So thanks, Jessica, yeah, for thank taking you. the time to send us this question. And this is great because we get to talk about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, let's be honest, we easy. all love to do that. <laughs> So, um, maybe we could start with, because there are a couple questions packed in there, and one of them is, so what does your everyday China life look like? So, Holly, why don't you describe your typical, let's go with a work day. A work day. Okay, well, I, I like to have, like, a routine. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, that, I, yeah, I, I've gotten myself into a pretty, yeah, good routine now. So, my normal work day is, um, so I would get up. And depending on which day, if it's like a Monday, then I would get up and do some exercise. What time do you usually get up? Um, between quarter past and half past seven. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, I'll do my exercise, and then once I've done that, I'll. It's very boring, honestly. It's I'll make <laughs> some coffee, um, get uh, lunches right like out of the fridge or whatever I need to do. Um, then I'll get myself ready, and I usually get to work for about ten. Depends. Mm-hmm. Depends on how long it's taken me to beautify myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you get to work? I take the metro. It's about half an hour, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And um, yeah, I work. I work in the written Chinese office till one about one o'clock. Although on a Monday I do have like a, I have a Chinese class. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the day, um, but normally one o'clock is lunchtime, and that's an hour ish. Then work again from two till usually around seven. Then home, uh, <laughs> metro again. I uh, usually do dinner, um, and it will depend. Usually, I'm just gonna slouch on the couch. So, um, how is the metro in the morning and the night? Is it about the same amount of crowdedness in the morning and the night? Is it is it quite is it quite busy? It's not busy at all. The times that I travel, it's really it's really nice and mm-hmm. quiet. Um, on a Tuesday and Thursday, I come in earlier, so that's much much busier. Mm-hmm. But it's never like packed. Actually, I'm really lucky. And on that line, the line that I take to work. There are trains every two two minutes, mm-hmm. so it's it's really convenient. And how much does it cost? About I'm not sure actually. Uh, about one point one point seven or something with 1. your card. Seventy, yeah, with my card. So they take off, don't they? Because you, I think it would probably be two, but actually, because I use the card, it's there's some discount cheaper, on it. Yeah. So something like twenty cents. Yeah, I guess. Something like that. About 20, yeah, so in, tw- so 20 pence. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Or less. Yeah. yeah. Cheap, cheap as chips. <laughs> yeah, so your entire transportation cost is less than half a dollar. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for the whole day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, my although that's my general routine, and you know, sometimes I'll mix it up and I'll go out after work, or I don't know, go go shopping, or go to hang, like meet with meet with a friend, or. But usually, I'm I'm kind of. I like my routine, so I don't tend to mix it up. Apart from the weekend, the weekend's different. 
Well, we have a shifted schedule. Like, a lot of our friends will finish work around 5, mm. but we don't finish until around 7. That's because we don't start until 10. Yeah. So we've got, like, shifted mm-hmm. shifted schedule, which I prefer starting later yeah, and ending later. Nice. Yeah, because it's, for one, it isn't as crowded in the morning um, for transportation. But, yeah, it's not in Shenzhen. It's really not that bad. I imagine in other cities it's way worse when everybody's trying to get to work but here it's pretty well orchestrated like a lot of companies have staggered work time so it's not it's not like everyone and their mother are trying to get out the door at the same time so that's really nice so there aren't really traffic jams or you know you don't have to wait in line for the metro or anything Mm -hmm. like that you just get on my routine's pretty similar, so I get up around the same time, 7, 7.15, 7 7.30. Depends on the day. <laughs> Sometimes later. <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah. And then I try to... So I try to cook all three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just because I like to have control over what ingredients I'm eating, and with Chinese food, it's very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And so I try to do some prep work for dinner in the morning. So if I, if I know what I'm going to make that evening, then I'll, like, chop up all the vegetables and mm. stick them in the fridge or, like, pull the fish out of the freezer, you know, whatever. Yeah, Just, like, get stuff ready to go so that when I come home from work, everything's laid out and ready to go. And I water my plants. And I do a little bit of yoga on my balcony, which I really love. Um, although I'll be moving this next week, but I've loved living there because it has this, like, panoramic sea view of Shenzhen Bay and Hong Kong and stuff, so it's, because it overlooks, it overlooks Hong Kong, and I'll definitely miss that view, but, um, then I get dressed and ready and eat my breakfast, and if I have time, then I'll do a little bit of Chinese writing practice just Mm -hmm. to kind of wake up my brain, and I can't trust myself to do that after work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i usually don't have the willpower left to do it after work so i try to do it before work just because mm-hmm. it's more likely that it's like my brain is fresh and i try to get it done then and then i take the bus to work there's a metro yeah you take the bus i do i take the bus um the metro takes me 40 minutes uh, because there's a 10 minute, over 10 minutes of walking on each side. So it's about 25 minutes walking, and then I'm on the metro for about 15 minutes. Um, so, but if I take the bus, then I can knock off about five minutes of that. And I also find it more interesting to be on the bus. It's above ground, I can see where I'm going. I take, I know the bus system really well now, so I, I take different buses. Like, I just, I don't wait for one specific you bus. Can take, yeah. I just grab one because I know it's going to this stop in which That's I can cool. switch to this one. So, it's actually, it can be quite fast. Sounds like a, just a morning adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like it. I don't know. I like being kind of like in, for, well, for one, I don't like being underground. Mm. I just don't like the feeling of being underground, especially because we, when we finish work, the sun's already set. So like, that's true. We're relatively close to the equator, so the sun sets pretty consistently. Like whether it's mm. summer or winter, the sun sets pretty consistently around six thirty. Yeah. So since we finish work at seven, when we leave the building, it's dark out. Yeah. So that's my time to be outside. Yeah, I, I have funny feelings about the, that thing because, or about the, 
it being already being dark and I often think it's lovely on a morning like to get up a little bit earlier and not to start work till a little bit later and yeah I can kind of potter around and I am doing stuff I don't feel like I'm just like lazing around but it's yeah it's nice to have some sun time yeah but sometimes I also think in the summer like when it's really sunny and I think well it'd be really nice to finish work a little bit early and have a beer (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we do that actually we're really lucky at written Chinese because our schedule is very flexible so sometimes we do that or sometimes we go outside for meetings or for coffee take an extra long lunch break so we we do have it pretty good over here we do um so then so i also bring my lunch and stuff everything with me to work usually you should see how packed the fridge is with all of our stuff in in our mason jars yeah we're doing this thing (laughs) with the mason jars which is awesome because it keeps the food so fresh and it's easy to stack and everything but yeah yeah, it's great. I wonder, like, if... Because I know this is quite a big thing in the US especially. I'm not sure if it's really started so much in the UK. But I find it funny that we're in China and we're doing, like, all these things. Yeah, the trendy... We d- Yeah, we... Hipster nonsense. <laughs> but it's great and it makes the food look really pretty. Yeah. And it it's just, like, a nice... Like you were saying, for portion control, you're really aware of exactly yeah. how much you're eating. Plus, I don't know. I do, I do get. I'm not super obsessive about toxins and this and that, but I do think like heating my food in plastic on a regular basis, especially when it's mm-hmm. Chinese plastic. I'm not really <laughs> sure if it's like what's coming off onto my food. So instead, you can heat your food up in Chinese glass. Well, it's American glass. <laughs> is it? It's American. Are they really? They're really American, yeah. I just imagined, because I know those ones were imported from the U.S. that we bought, so I just imagined, like, they were made here, and then they went to the U.S., and then we brought them back again. Oh, well, that's possible, but at least they've been checked. They're QC. They've, yeah, they're, yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I like, I like heating it in glass. But anyway, enough about lunch. <laughs> it's important. I think about my next meal. All the time. Yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. And oh. then we get we have snacks we plan throughout the days, too. Yeah. Yeah, Juices Holly and I are and pretty stuff. much, like, systematizing everything <laughs> in our lives. Like, it sounds kind of nuts. Like, yeah. So when you live in a really busy city, so if you think about it, I'm in the office, basically, for nine hours because there's one hour for lunch and there's eight hours of working. So mm. I'm in the office for nine hours and there's... Including all the time to, like, gather up my things and maybe have a little chit-chat before and after work. It's about an hour on either side of my work. So all together, you know, like, from door, let's say from door to door, Mm -hmm. from the time I leave the house until the time I get back. So that's 11 hours. Yeah. So that's a massive chunk of your day, right? So you're always looking for ways to kind of, like, dovetail and just like smash things together and save time here and there so Mm -hmm. holly and i like we try to actually have all of our meals and snacks planned out the week before um like plotted on a calendar (laughs) how nerdy is that we've probably got an app for like just about every part of our life yep i've got my clothes all um (laughs) yeah i have photos of my clothes all in this wardrobe app so i like plan my outfits, which I that? also plot on the That's calendar. Cool. Cool. I mean, not so much lately, but it's helped. At least it's helped me to like visualize different 
things to wear, mm-hmm. and then um, you can, like, plan different outfits and then stick them on the calendar, and I can do that when I'm on the bus mm-hmm. or on the metro. Yeah, that's it. Making t- I also do that, like, making the most of that, my commute time. Yeah. Like, I'll do some... I'll use the, like, the written Chinese app to do some, like, flashcards and mm. stuff. Yeah, because I don't like to think about stuff like that when I get home. I'm the type no. of person who will, in the morning, if I don't know what I'm going to wear, I will, like, stand Panic. there yeah. in front of the wardrobe for, like, ten minutes, just, like, Hoping staring with a gonna blank jump stare. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really silly. So if I already know, if I've already figured that out, then the thing is, if I have the proper amount of time, then I feel like it takes me less time because I'm relaxed. I'm like, okay, I'll wear this. But if I feel the crunch for time, then I do get that like panic and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Mm. And it's such a stupid problem, but I just like that it's already solved. Mm. And the same goes with the food, like with preparing yeah. like all your meals in advance. Yeah. Um, it just it saves time, and I used to hate coming home and having to be like. Mm, there's nothing in the fridge, what am I going to make? And just making really crappy meals. And I don't, I'm not a really good cook. I can't ad lib, I can't look in the fridge and be like, oh, I've got this, this, and this. I'm going to make a, an amazing meal. <laughs> I really need to follow a recipe. Um, so that's why, for me, it really works. Because mm-hmm. it's just already, I don't even need to think about it until I get home and I just look in the app and I'm like, oh, this is what I'm making. Well, I just feel it's like great. it's like decision fatigue and like just overall you know we're in this foreign environment you're trying to function you know like Mm. every day you encounter some chinese words that you don't know you know you see them either you see them written somewhere or some you hear somebody saying it or you're having a conversation you don't quite catch it so every day it's like you're trying really hard your brain is working overtime to to like catch up with the environment around you that's so totally alien. Even after living here for several years, it's like I'm still, every day, I'm still learning and absorbing. And that's great. But it does make you tired at the end of the day. So if you're able to kind of maneuver it where you've got all of those other mundane things in your life sorted out and you don't yeah. have to think about it, then it, I find it much more enjoyable and much more likely that, like, the vocabulary is going to stick or that I'm actually going to enjoy experience of being here if I'm if I don't have all these other things hanging over my head like normal daily life stuff yeah yeah and for those things in for me it almost like makes me feel like more um more comfortable I think I I know I've mentioned before about never really having become completely at home here I'm always I've always been slightly aware that there's going to be one day where I'll probably leave but these little things just make me feel like more comfortable within my surroundings and I don't know I think a lot I think a lot of people are doing these things now aren't they like mhm yeah. yeah just yeah for me it's just minimizing the thought process mm-hmm. on a daily daily basis just with a little bit of prep work and I'm telling you it's funny but doing even if I just do 15 minutes of prep before like cutting up my vegetables mm-hmm. or whatever before I leave the house in the morning when I come home and it's like everything's washed yeah, and cut up, yeah. I'm like, and you I think feel about it, like I have, you know, like a live-in maid or something like that. Because <laughs> at that point, I've already forgotten, forgotten that, that I've done it. that. And yeah, I've already yeah, forgotten yeah. about the dishes that I did. Because, you mm. know, like after you do the prep work, then you clean up a little bit. So it's already forgotten. So it's yeah. like fresh, clean plate, you know. All the utensils are ready to go. I'm ready to cook. And it's like I'm my own sous chef. So, yeah, it makes it much more in- enjoyable for mm. sure. And after work, I also am pretty much a bum. Um, I'll go to, like, we go to a lot of coffees 
quite a bit. Yeah. Like our circle of friends. It's yeah. it's always the coffee shop that's kinda like the the hangout. Um sometimes I'll go to dinner with my man. But yeah. generally speaking, we just like hanging out at home together. Sometimes we have a friend pop over. Sure. But um yeah, I, I also I mean it's different when you're like settled mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship and when you've been here for a long time because that was definitely not what I would do after I was, work. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like party central mm-hmm. for like the first maybe two, two or three years yeah. when I was living here, <laughs> and there was certainly no uh, planning meals, no. or anything like that. Mm-mm. If I even ate a meal, a regular meal, that was a novelty. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, for one thing, it's the subtropics here, so it's like you get the feeling like you're on vacation Pate all year time. round. Yeah, and it there's there's so many people, so there's always a party going on. That's true. Every always. night of the week, there every are, night. there's a lot of bars in here in the city. So if you're in the mood, you can go out every single night. And at that time, my schedule was from two until ten. Two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> Sorry. So that's screwed. like the perfect recipe for like disaster because it's like you get off at ten. All right, you get home at ten thirty. Well, nobody's doing anything respectable outside of the house after ten. Th- you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like either you're drinking or <laughs> you know, or you go to sleep. So it's like get off work. And it's like how it had been at, you'd feel like you're at work all day, mm-hmm. and then you, you want to seize the day, you want to do something, something with your day. Yeah, right. So you just go out, meet with some buddies, stay up way too late, wake up at about noon and have about one hour. Yeah. And then go to work then again. Then go to work, yeah. So it's like, it wasn't a cycle. Been there, no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays I'm much more domestic, I guess. <laughs> what about the weekends? Let's talk about the weekends. The what weekends. do you do? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what I might do on an average weekend. Um, I guess normal, like semi-normal things, like sometimes we go to the cinema or, um, go out for dinner on Saturday, Saturday evening. Um, Sunday is my cleaning day. <laughs> I really, that sounds really sad. But I'll be like pottering around, like mm. I'll be doing some fun more fun stuff like in between so I'll give myself like an hour of cleaning like I'll do certain rooms and do certain tasks and I'll be like okay I'll I'll give myself a half an hour break to watch an episode of some silly tv show (laughs) and then I'll you know I'll continue um and I also try and do my preparation for the rest of the the week like maybe I'll make some muffins for breakfast or Something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like fun things that I might do. Or oh, something I really enjoy doing if um, if there's time is to pop over to Hong Kong, like mm. to go for dinner over there. And because the bar, there there are certain borders that are open uh, 24 hours, so you can kind of go over and have a meal. Maybe go to, go to the, going to the cinema is like. A really cool thing to do there because they actually show most like films that we can't get here, um, and then you can like have a few drinks and just float back over in the early hours of the morning. You can't do it every weekend, you know. We're too old now, <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm pretty much the same. Um, I haven't been going over to Hong Kong as much lately as I used to. Mm. But um, I also, we, because our circle of friends is pretty tight. And some of us play music together. So sometimes we get together and jam. <laughs> Which is fun. Um, and we actually do have some like little gigs here and there. We've done it before, but just like amateur, just for fun at like coffee shops and stuff. Um, and I also just pitter patter around the house. And I, I spend, I always go for a long run in the park because <clears throat> the park that I live on is just gorgeous. So I like mm. having, I like just nice. doing the entire perimeter of the park and. Just like a leisurely jog, yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, I do other little things like um, kind of check on my plants. Do besides watering, I do like little things like pick the leaves off do and make sure they don't have bugs. I don't talk to them, but I put music on for them sometimes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they Very like good. Dvorak. <laughs> oh, there's actually one thing I was thinking about that I usually would not do on a weekend is go shopping. Oh, what you wouldn't do on I a don't, weekend. I wouldn't do that. It's a freaking Just nightmare. It's so insane. And Friday, Friday evenings and the weekend. Mm. I I just don't go shopping. It's yeah, just, that's what it's Chinese people do on the weekends. Mm-hmm. They love shopping. They they go to the parks and they go shopping. Those are like the two big ones. Yeah, and even though I would love to go to the park, because Barrett and I have had some really nice. We we bought a picnic basket and we went oh. and had some like nice picnics in in our local park, which is. I don't know if it's as big as yours, but it's. Uh, I think your, it's a bigger. Park. Is it? I, I mean, I've, I've. You could easily spend the whole day in there and, you know, not see the same place twice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this, it's just so busy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we might take a bottle of wine, and so if you've had a drink, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wine makes everything better. Yeah, but, the, but yeah, going to the park is nice. We uh, once upon a time, I used to go out on my bike for a tool around uh, but not so much these days mm. you can rent bikes around too so if you you feel like like a lot of the parks nearby they have bike rentals so mm. you can you can do that you can do a tandem do, do you know what that's there's like a strip nearby the sea where yep. that you can that's Hong Shulin. that's it yes thank you yeah um, it goes I think all the way out to Shukul yeah I think so and you you can definitely hire bikes along there yeah. I've, I've never done that myself but it's on my list of things to do I wouldn't do it on a weekend I wouldn't do it either it's really busy oh. yeah that's actually I used to run to that park now but there's a lot of mm. construction between my house and there because they're putting the new metro in which oh, is almost right. finished but it's still kind of a mess so I don't like running along the road yeah but it's it's nice. Yeah, it's, you're right on the sea, so you can ride your bike directly on. Like, it's it's pavement, mm-hmm. um, but it's right at the sea edge, so you can have a nice sea breeze and smell that Shenzhen yeah. Bay salty air. Yeah. <laughs> now we we don't do it very often, but sometimes there are like excursions to the beach. Yeah, we've yeah, done, we've that, done before, that, haven't we? If there's like a special occasion we might pop we actually do quite a bit of events between our groups because it's like we're like half okay so there's some of us are british some of us are american some of us are macedonian some of us are bulgarian (laughs) so between those four there's a lot of holidays so actually we do organize a lot of parties Mm -hmm. between us all but they're just the right amount 
Because when we have a party, we do enjoy ourselves, but because we don't do it every weekend, it's more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Like, Sunday was really fun. Sunday it was, was really a Bulgarian nice. Easter party, which yeah. was really a good time. Yep. <laughs> Just laughing, thinking about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to bring up one thing about life in China, normal life in China mm-hmm. as a foreigner, and it's it's that in August... Like, everybody um, leaves. It's like a mass exodus. And in January, uh, January, February time, too, right? Yeah, so Chinese New Year. Although, Chinese New Year, sometimes you get some friends stragglers. who are straggl- yeah, stragglers. <laughs> but typically in August, because, okay, we get the Chinese holidays off, but then most foreigners will also get the month of August off, or at least a chunk of mm. the month of August, so that they can go home. Um, so it's kind of nice, because you get additional... I think I only work like ten months out of the year, total, something like that. This year, <laughs> yeah, this year it's I've I've definitely taken my quarter of holidays. <laughs> whereas, but last year, I didn't like I was here for the whole summer. Oh yeah, yeah, which is kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah, woo 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 for sure, because all the foreigners leave pretty much in August, yeah. and you oh s- I don't mind. I you was see themselves, yeah, I guess, but you see them with the, like all over the world taking pictures. Hey, we're in Prague. Hey, we're in the Philippines. Hey, we're in Japan, and you're just like in Shenzhen doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I sat in my living room with the AC on. Haha. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking hot here <laughs> in August. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. Um, and yeah, like Jessica says, so Je- Jessica said she loves the shopping, massages, hanging out with friends, and getting some beer. I think it's similar to to what we like to do. Yeah, I think after that initial like six months to a year period where it was all like, wow, I'm in China, party! <laughs> um, yeah, he sort of settled down into, like, normal, normal life-ish. Depends. I mean, I've known people who have been in that cycle for years and years and years. Usually men. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I can't talk about We that. just can't get enough. They just can't get enough. Nope. Yeah, so, um, she likes to, d- I don't do massage. But yeah, spas. Like spas massage. are quite like a. You can go there for a whole day. I think we've talked about spas, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you can go there for the whole day. If it's ra- yeah. So if it's raining, which it has rained every day for like it, it feels like yeah the last like three months. Typhoon or season. I feel. <laughs> I'm getting sick now. <laughs> it's hot though, so I don't mind it so much. Yeah, that irritates me even more, though. Really? Yeah, because I want to wear a nice dress and, like, put on cute little shoes, but uh, what's the point if I know that I'm just going to get waterlogged on the way to work? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Cool. Well, I hope that answers your question, Jessica. Thanks again for sending it in. And mm-hmm. if it didn't, then we'd love for any of you out there to send us additional questions and we will talk about them on the show. We can. Yeah. So you can leave us a voicemail message by going to written China Not that one. Writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Um, and you can leave us a message on uh, SpeakPipe or you can just leave us a written comment on any of our uh, podcast pages or on Facebook. Uh, is there anywhere else? Mm. You can leave us a message. We'll find you. If you leave us a comment on written Chinese or anything like that, we'll find you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nora, do we have a 
Chinese word. So since we've been talking about life in China, I figured I'd give life as a vocabulary oh, word. Cool. So the word for life in Chinese is 生活. Cool. So so you can like check it. that out on the on the show notes. Or if you're using the written Chinese dictionary, which oh, I can't wait for version 2.0 to be out. It's going to be so amazing yeah, and looks, help you so much with your Chinese studies. Um, check that out. If you haven't done that already, you can go to writtenchinese.com and you'll find links all over the place for where to download the app. It's totally free. It's got tons of tools to help you mm-hmm. with your Chinese learning if you feel so inclined. Yeah. And, you you know, I don't know if... For those of you who are new, there are some free flashcards for Two White Chicks listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can just use the coupon code Two White Chicks. And there are, if you're interested in getting those flashcards, you can go to any of our episode pages. So you can go to episode 56, for example, and uh, there are instructions of how to claim your free flashcards. Woohoo! Yep. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we hope you listen in to next week's episode. Indeed. Bye. Bye.